0: To the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Now here again is Matt Mosley. On Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, PGA Championship going on right now. Bryson DeChambeau in first place. Mike McGraw, Baylor men's uh, golf coach, joining us now. And Mike, congrats. That had to be a really interesting three days, but the Bears returned Uh, to those uh, national championships, you'll be headed to Greyhawk uh, for the fifth time, I believe, in your eight years with Baylor. So congratulations on that performance.
1: I appreciate that, Matt. Yeah, it was uh, a really great week and actually quite good weather. It was really nice every day, warm and sunny and a little breezy the middle round, but not bad, and, yeah, a great golf course too. It was really interesting.
0: Yeah, I, I wanted to get your take before we talked about some of your players on that Morgan Hill course, it's a very, very private course. I think you told us there were like 36 members. I don't know what in the world you have to do to even be a member there. You had talked to somebody that had played it or spent time there and kind of reviewed some of it with you. What, um, what stood out to you and and what did you like about it and was there anything that was really punishing about it? Well,
1: it was in excellent condition, first of all. It was great. The greens were firm and fast. Uh, the, the grass was perfect everywhere you looked. The uh, rough was medium. It was I wouldn't call it really bad rough. In spots, it was. But it was a dramatic golf course, uh, an incredible piece of property that they built it on, big piece of property, but it also had tons of elevation change. I mean, it was a hard golf course to walk, lots of water features, gigantic old oak trees that are probably 250 years old and then they brought in I talked to Dave Fry from fries.com who uh built the place 20 years ago. They brought in 5000 trees of their own. They've got a, a, a nursery, sod you know, a nursery, a tree nursery across the highway of about another 10,000 trees. So it's it's really a great golf course in really great shape and a beautiful scene to have a golf tournament.
0: It probably just doesn't get played that often, does it? I mean, other than uh, and I, I wonder if maybe they'll try to hold more events uh, now that they had this one and people seem to respond favorably. What do you kind of see as the future of this golf course? No idea, really. I think it's Dave, Dave Fry, who so I was speaking
1: to, the uh, yeah. one of the principal owners, um, he It's sort of his playground. It's a nice place where he has friends come and play. They average about one or maybe two groups a day, maybe. (laughs) Um, And, I mean, he works in the office all morning long, you know, with that big business he's got. But then he'll go in the afternoons and play golf and really just invite friends to come out and play occasionally. I think he is planning on having some more golf tournaments, and it's definitely a good enough golf course to host a tournament. That middle round – I mean, we shot six over par and had the best round of the day by two shots. So it was like really difficult that round.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Was it? You, you said the weather was kind of nice. The, I guess the wind kicked up. I mean, the rest of the field. That that was the day y'all sort of secured things. It seems like to me, kind of hanging in there uh, on uh, on on day two, and and even uh, Johnny. Went pretty low, as I recall. I've been looking at these rounds and watching you. What was it about the what y'all did in round two, and then what happened to everybody else?
1: Well, we played the first round in dead calm conditions. I mean, as easy as it could possibly be. And it yeah. had some rain before we got there, so the greens were not firm yet. And they put no water on the golf course during the week, so it got firmer and firmer. But the second day, it blew about 15 to 18 miles an hour, and that wouldn't be much in Texas. You wouldn't even think about it hardly. But when the greens got really, really baked out and crispy, I mean, it was like, whoo! you know, you you had to kind of check your hole card because it was like, wow. You know, you couldn't play from the rough and hold a green. It would have been impossible. I don't care with what club, you could not hold a green from the rough. But from the fairway, you could, you could still hold the greens and use some of the slopes to kind of keep the ball where you wanted it. But it was still firm. A lot of times the greens were so firm, the ball would bounce up on top of a slope, and you were trying to use the slope to bring the ball back. And so it had its challenges that second day. Yesterday was a little bit nicer as far as, you know, only about eight miles an hour of wind. But a fantastic golf course. They should play more golf tournaments there.
0: And what did you think about just that overall performance? Johnny gets off two really nice days by his standards. His seventy-seven on the third day, uh, he probably wasn't that pleased about. But you had some guys that uh, Mike that fought for rounds. I noticed even trying to track things. Luke Dossie at one point had a, I mean, a really bad blow-up hole. Uh, you know, I think that was that first round but he fought for the round and ends up shooting, I believe, a 75. That seemed to be the story. With, I mean, some of your guys were just steady, Eddie, a ton of pars. But you did have, like, Luke, and then, of course, Drew Wrightson with a, an amazing bounce back on day three. What did you kind of uh, see from your players in kind of fighting through some adversity?
1: Well, Luke, it was his fourth hole of the tournament. And it's an Augusta National copy of number 12 at Augusta National. I mean, it's just like it. And if you got some breeze blowing in there, it's hard to hit the green. Anyway, Yeah. he, uh, he hit a couple of balls in the water, made a quadruple, and ended up only shooting three over par that day. So he played fine after that. Um, and then was steady, really, the rest of the tournament, played fine. Uh, Zach Heffernan, who's a sophomore, one round he had 17 pars and a bogey. You know, he, he was very steady. We could count on him the whole week to give us a number he didn't make a lot of birdies only made four in three rounds which is very low for him but didn't do a lot of bad things either didn't have a lot of bogeys or doubles and that was really good uh drew had a really good opening round shot one under par and shot 84 the second round it was like he was like shell-shocked he didn't know what hit him and i told him you know you've been one of our best players if not our best player this spring overall You're going to come back tomorrow. You're going to bounce back. And, oh, by the way, your team is going to need you. And then Mikel and I were talking, and Drew responds really well to Mikel and his coaching. So I had Mikel go with him the entire last round. And Mikel will tell you it's one of the best rounds he's ever seen in college golf. Not one single bogey the final round with the pressure on and had to get up and down from three really, really difficult spots and just played beautiful golf, no bogeys. Uh, 69 responding the way he did and and honestly he put his team up on his shoulders and took us to the national championship so as far as i'm concerned that's one of the great rounds i've seen since i've been at baylor
0: mike McGraw joining us from matt mosley show espn central texas i mean can you uh could you just leave McKill uh with him uh in these future rounds <laughs> I know you can't just focus on only one, but sounds sounds like he did respond well. What is that, by the way? Is there is there just sort of a calming presence, or what what is it that you feel like Drew really connects with uh, uh, on?
1: Yeah, I think that's McHale's best
0: quality is
1: he, he's
0: smart. He's got a high
1: golf IQ and all that. That's fine, but a lot of guys do and don't mm-hmm. don't have very good effect on their players because. You know, I mean, I'll admit through the years, if I've been too intense in in uh, competition, that may have held some kids back at times. Maybe, maybe not. But he does have a calming influence. Very intense players love walking with him and very kind of uptight OCD kind of guys love, uh, you know, walking with him. He's just a really good influence on a player. And I felt like he would help Drew, and maybe that was a good coaching decision on my part, But but Drew responded and did, I mean, Mikkel will tell you, it was just like an amazing round of golf, so that was wonderful. Yeah, Johnny didn't play as well in the final round, you're right, but he's fine. Played two beautiful rounds to get us in position, and I think an underrated player this week was Tyler Eisenhart, who finished about 30th or something like that, but he opened with a 69. We needed that round, and it, it put us right where we needed to be, and it was, and by the way, he didn't have uh, a bogey for the first 27 holes. He just was absolutely on fire, and then had a tough that windy day. Had a tough back nine, but he played really well this week. It underrated.
0: So, what do you what do you kind of do to start preparing uh, for the national championship, uh, Greyhawk? You know, try to try to start thinking about that course, what it's going to take, what what is it what does it look like, what is this uh, prep going to look like as you try to make sure you're all playing your, your your best golf at the at the right time?
1: Well, we just did the prep the last three days because the greens at Greyhawk will be baked, burnt out, firm, and fast, uh-huh. and the rough will be uh, overseeded ride just like we played, and the chipping areas will all mimic exactly what we just played. I mean, that golf course was set up, even though it's a different style of golf course, uh, one being a desert course and the other being sort of a mountain course, the... Conditions around the greens were almost identical. So we've kind of done that. I would say Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, that I would drink an extra two or three bottles of water every day uh, if I was a player, and I'm going to ask them to do that because hydration will be important. It's going to be 100 degrees every day we're out there. And so, you know, I think if you get ahead on hydration, you'll be fine. And then the other thing is what I told, I guess maybe I told you before we played the last event. I'm not sure, but. It's like you don't have to do anything special. Now, yeah, you have to play pretty well to contend or win a national championship. I'm not, I'm not saying you don't. I'm saying do what you normally do. Be, be who you are, normally are. Don't overemphasize anything. Don't make it too big. you can kind of figure out a way to do that, then you're probably just going to take your good golf to Scottsdale, and that's good golf travels. I've always said that.
0: What did you think about, um, like, BYU? I I mean, that was interesting to me to see, to look at some of these programs coming into the conference. You know, I'm sure you've had respect for that program for a good while, but uh, that that seems like a pretty impressive team and an impressive group, and they may be the best of the group coming in, although Houston has a legendary, you know, program. What What did you make of the Cougars?
1: Well, they're always competitive. Uh, they make the national championship every few years, just like clockwork. They're they're always a very competitive team. You know they're going to be. Didn't shock me. They played a great final round. That four under par. I mean, that was a seriously good team score. The final round. The first day was really easy. The last two rounds were tough. So to shoot four under par was great. They're great coming into our conference. That's really good for the Big 12. Cincinnati, I don't know if you noticed, but they made a regional this year for the first time ever. Uh, Central Florida, obviously a, a, con, you know, a perennial solid contender. And then Houston is just about as good as you'd want for a, a historical program. So, yeah, I love what's coming into the conference. And Bruce Brockbank, the coach at BYU, is a former uh, second-team All-American at BYU. He's a great player and has coached some tons of great tour players. So that that's a great addition to our conference.
0: Who was your favorite U of H player ever? Is it couples because of the, uh, obviously he's probably about as successful as anybody that's ever come out of there. Or was there somebody else? Somebody from those 1980s teams, anybody jump out at you?
1: My favorite per- player is Bill Rogers. He won eight times on the PGA tour and the British open as well. And, uh, what makes him my favorite player, he's just a great human being. He's an awesome Christian guy, and he's so humble. And He quit the game when he was still one of the top 40 players in the world. Uh, he, he he gave it up because he wanted to be with family, and I have a great amount of respect for him for that. But, man, was Bill a good player and an amazing putter. So, yeah, Bill Rogers would be my favorite uh, Houston golfer ever.
0: Wasn't his brother good, too?
1: Yeah, Rick played here at at uh, Baylor and was a little older than Bill. In fact, we just dedicated a tree this last fall to Bill, uh, to Rick's memory uh, on our facility at the Billy. So there's a really nice red oak wow. out there that with a plaque by it. But yeah, yep, good fam, good golfing family, and Bill was a great player at the University of Houston.
0: All right, what, what about Oak Hill? Uh, I assume you've been there at some point. I don't know if you played it or not. Uh, where this PGA Championship is being held, a storied golf course. What? Uh, uh, what do you what What have you thought about this this course over the years? I, I think of one of the most famous ones, didn't Curtis Strange win one there in '89 or somewhere about uh, about that time?
1: Yes, he did, and I think it's just a classic, old style, amazing golf course. And it's going to be tough. And I know they've got some rough there this week. I haven't seen any of the coverage today, so don't spoil it for me. I'm not going to. Uh, you you always, already spoiled it with Bryson DeChambeau, but that's okay. I'll I'll watch it tonight <laughs> on the replay. But I, I just love an old style golf course like that with big trees, and you know the conditions are going to be tough out there. And um, I think they'll get a great champion regardless.
0: Well, I apologize. I I thought I was going to intro you in with uh, a mention of who was in the lead at the PGA Championship, and I've. Uh, I won't tell you. I'd already said. I already said what he shot. Oh dang it! I've, I've. Yeah, I won't tell you the rest of the leaderboard. Okay, this is the one day. Okay. It's, it's okay, Mike. Just to turn off the Mosley show after you're on. Okay, I usually would not advise that because I do like talking about that. By the way, what was that? Did, did you tell me San Jose State was hosting y'all's regional? It's always kind of interesting when a, the team is not in it or a school's not in it that's hosting. Is that right, and what was that What was that like? Do the do all the players come out there, and does the coach, I mean, is that some heavy lifting when you host one of those things?
1: Well, you know, when he uh, bid for the, the championship, the regional, he, he thought he would be there with his team, and it didn't happen. His name is John Kennedy. He's a great, great guy and a really good coach, and he did have an individual make it. So he was there okay. coaching his individual, and – uh, his whole team, all of his teammates came out after class every day and watched him play. So that was good. And what I loved about it was they still hosted the event. It's not like just because their team wasn't there, then all of a sudden they lost interest. They did a fantastic job running it. It was very, very, very well done. And so, I mean, I would say they're in the running for future regionals just because it worked out so well. Plus, I don't know if you noticed the disparity. In the scores at different regionals, there were two regionals where basically even par won, and like 10 or 15 over made it. And then there were other regionals where you had to shoot 45 under to make it. So I much prefer a hard golf course that's a challenge that still respects the word par. If par is a good score, then tough competitors can do well.
0: All right. What do the other players on the team do, by the way that that aren't that aren't in the lineup? Do they get to? Do you get to take those guys to these things, and they get to be around? Do they have to watch from afar? What what happens with that? Because you probably, I guess, need some kind of alternate to be ready to go.
1: We do have a sub that travels in the spring every year. Uh, you have a sixth person. And he knows his job is to support, be a cheerleader, be also ready mentally, physically, if he's called upon. My belief is that a sub is used if the player is injured on the team or if somebody literally has no game. And so, like, when when Drew shot his really poor round, I didn't consider putting a sub in because I knew Drew's game. He shot one under the day before. He's had two top five finishes in really good, big events this spring he's one of our best players but if somebody's struggling and you know they have no game then you use a sub the rest of the guys that didn't make this, the trip are home or traveling to the u.s open qualifying or doing something for their game right now getting ready for a big summer
0: i wish i had a sub in some of the scrambles i play in where i could just kind of huh. tap out at some point <laughs>
1: yeah maybe you just need you just need to have better friends that play that play better
0: golf I think so. And I, I'm playing a lot of tennis. Do you play any tennis, by the way? Did that ever – or you just – you just so you don't have time for that kind of thing?
1: Don't have time for that kind of thing.
0: <laughs> I feel like you would be pretty good at ping pong or tennis or any – pickleball. I could see you being a pretty good pickleball player, but you are you are very, very focused on, on golf. All right. Um, I want to talk more about Oak Hill, but – that would reveal too much of this leaderboard. So we'll save that for another time. But uh, anyway, you'll uh, enjoy the coverage, okay? I will. All right. Well, I appreciate it, Mike.
1: Well, Matt, thank you for having me on. You're awfully nice to have me on occasionally, and I I enjoy it. And hopefully uh, we can come back from Scottsdale with uh, some really good stories to tell you.
0: That'll be huge. Uh, You know how I get excited about it and uh, always – always fun to have coach McGraw on a man who knows all these golf courses has studied them and knows the history of golf so it's always uh, fun to compare notes all right Matt Mosley show ESPN Central Texas